think it'll win, though. Well, praise God. Isn't it good to laugh? Isn't it good to just have a good time in the Lord? That's what I'm excited about. My husband uh, retired a minute ago, <laughs> and all he talks about is, let's have fun. We just want to have fun. And he married a young woman, and I haven't retired. And, um, but this morning when I was getting ready after about two minutes of sleep, I, uh, I thought, wow, let's just have fun. You know, let's just have fun. I'm, I've uh, been known to be serious sometimes, and I didn't really realize I was until people said that to me. Oh, I forgot my water. Uh-huh. Thank you. I've only got, I can feel that real quick. And uh, I could hear the Lord saying that we can just have fun and we can just enjoy each other uh, in life. And, you know, it's enough to be serious about all the time. So I'm just glad that I'm catching up with him uh, on that note and, uh, you know, just looking forward to the rest of our lives and, and just trusting God that he knows exactly what he is doing and I'm not going to be before you long, um, but I just want to tell you what he had been saying to me, even before I realized it. And when Bree threw the question out, <laughs> I'm like, Teresa, like, okay, here we go. Uh, but it was, um, you know, what did you feel like um, your purpose is? When did you learn it? When is this, this, and that? Well, when I got through with this, I realized I had been walking in it all the time, but I was constantly looking for it. So I'm saying that to you to say you're probably already walking there. Uh, I was thinking about our pastor when we first got saved. I always tell y'all, you know, he just kind of came down Garvey and scraped us all off the corner. That's just who I am. I can't tell you nothing different. And when he did, it was the best thing that ever happened in my life. But all through our young life with him, he was constantly trying to tell us, you know, the will of God, what the will of God, what the will of God. And it was just like you never felt like you got it. I've been through all kind of classes and wrote vision statements to embrace, identify, and motivate people, you know, and still felt like you never got it. But when Bree called me and I sit still for a few minutes, God said, now let's go back. And he just went to this day. And he said, that's what you do. That's who you are. So I said all that to say to you is that I'm an encourager. I'm an exhorter. That is what my gift is. I like to have a good time. And, but what, one thing about exhorters, they give out. That's what they do. So if you want me to hurry up and sit down so you can go eat, you got to give back. <laughs> just saying. I'm just saying because I, I, uh, I really enjoy the word. Uh, I, I uh, you know, get to share with women, and I had a woman say, I'll help you. And I said, I am thankful for your help, but guess what? I just, I, and, and they are, they're helping me. And I said, but you know the thing about me, I could just do this all day. So what I'm saying to you all is the thing that you could do if nobody ever paid you to do it, that's the thing that, you, that God has called you to do. You won't even, you're like, you, oh, you want to pay me to do this? I could do this, but I could do this all day long. So I'm just excited about, just not these ear things, because I don't think I've ever used them, or not these glasses, but it's okay. <laughs> But it just feels like everything's falling off. But just excited about being here and, and uh, just that God would use us. Yes. And, and the humility that I saw with these women. And for the pastor to stand up here and say, I'm still trying to get here. That's where we better learn to live. Because we have people out here hurting all day, every day. But if we just get up here... And, and let you know I got this thing going on. I say to my kids, I work in an alternative school, this pretty Mary Kay, y'all see? That, but when I looked at my arms, I, I got bruises. I said, that's probably what you should see because some things I've been through in my life. But I don't look like what I've been through. But I just trust God for what he's doing in our lives. 
And so I'm just excited about it. So my scripture, I just have one verse. And we pray. Lord, I just do pray. And I just thank you so much and for Teresa and for that word and for how it just took all the ugh out of it and how we just need to settle down and let you love people and love people through us because we are truly the only Bible some people will see. Help us, oh God, to hide behind the cross that people will see you, oh God, that they will see you. And if they see you, they're going to see love. So we just love you today. I thank you so much for being handpicked for this time, this season, for this moment. And I thank you that you trust us to carry your word. Bless our pastors. Thank you so much. So sometimes change don't seem easy, but this change is going to change us all. Amen. So we love you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Ephesians 1 and 11 is the scripture. And it just says, in him also we have attained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who worked all things according to the counsel of his will. And I really just want to kind of talk for a few minutes on that last part, the purpose, the purpose in our life, the purpose that, that God uh, chose us for. But the thing about God is that there's purpose uh, that, that we think we got to run around and try to figure out, and I've heard that already through the ladies. Oh, and let me tell you my title is, sorry, the God of Purpose. I guess I should tell you that. But we run around sometimes and we try to figure all this out and think what we should do. But purpose in life really just starts with who we know. See, that's the big key and who we know, not so much what all we know. And uh, last night we went to pray with Bree and she started talking about that season things and season. And I was thinking, Lord, I love your youth and I pull on it. You know, and she was saying, you know, and I was just looking at her thinking, it don't matter uh, uh, how much you know, darling. It's who you know. And she proved that when she got up and spoke last night. And I, I thank God that he, he showed himself strong to her even in the midst of that. And through her humility that it just blessed my heart. So it's not even about so much all of this that we know or even uh, how much. You know, we think, well, if I gather this and if I go to school and if I get this and get that, then we'll be able to, to be able to be successful. But God is saying that we have to focus on the intimacy, that relationship that Teresa was talking about. And if anybody knows me somewhere along the line, that's what Kim's going to talk about is relationship. It's the talking about intimacy rather than just action. See, we can be busy going places and not really doing anything. Okay, but he's saying he's rather uh, just showing us that if we would just lay down our own thoughts, our own ideals, our own plans, and just embrace. So you're going to catch that word. We just have to embrace his plan, his purpose, and his will. Because even as she said, his purpose is for us to love him and him love us. And if we do that, we're going to love people. That's just going to be the way it is. So you see, it's impossible, impossible to understand your purpose without understanding the God of purpose. Now, we uh, wrote bios and, you know, and, and you may uh, read uh, historical events about people and you may get that, but you may never really know them. And let me tell you how I know that. Me and Bree had a good time with this. Uh, she sent me in some questions and I threw the answers back. So then in the end, she didn't ask me what was my, uh, I think she said my fun things about me. But what she said, the fun thing about Kim Webb is she loves to praise God everywhere. That's true, but that's why people think that's all I do. People do. They, and so I sent her this long thing back, and it said, I, I love to, uh, I'm not going to say cook, where'd that come from? Woo. I don't even know why that came in my mind. I love, the, oh, decorate food. <laughs> like me? Uh, decorate food. I love to decorate things. And I said, I love to play with my grandchildren. I love to jump on the bed. I love to, I love to, I love to. And she said, are you still working? <laughs> 
I just said, now how'd you send all this? And, then, and so she sent me back, you know, some of the things she loves. And she goes, you want me to add that to the bio? I said, no, I just wanted to have some fun facts. That, that was, to me, was fun. Because we can be around each other all day, every day, and don't even know each other. But see, people know that because I, I do get excited. And I used to say, God, why did you make me so aggressive? Why did you make me? He said, oh, I made you who you are. And I praise God that he did. And I thank him because I tell you, if it wasn't for the praise in my life, I may not be here right now. You understand what I'm saying? But it's the God of purpose. It's the person that I know. It's what he's done in my life. It's the things he's changed. It's the things he's rearranged that's made the difference. So not so much how I know, but the fact that I know him. Because truly, have you had seen where my walk was, not this year, today. The things I deal with today. I had somebody say to me, you sound weary. I was like, oh, wow. Then I need to not sound weary because God is awesome. But a lot of things go on. We may not know that. But I do love to praise him, and I do love to be intimate, to, intimate with him. So I'm just saying to you that the God of purpose, just knowing him is what's going to make the difference. I, he's the one that does it. The God we serve. I want us to hear this. He's strategic. Paul says that he works everything out according to his will. See, we try to fit him in. We try to make it work. We try to figure out how that looks. And then the Good News Bible said it this way. He said, from the beginning. I got a friend that always says it that way. From the beginning. From the beginning, he said, he had already decided what this thing was going to look like. I went, why have I struggled for 59 years? <laughs> how crazy is that? And I say, okay, God. I mean, I'm in the middle of doing this. And I was like, shake the thing off. He said, from the beginning, from the beginning. And, I, and, I, and I'm good at when I pray, I hear myself say, before the foundation of the world. I hear it. It comes out of my spirit. And God said, I want you to really hear it, what you just said. I did it before the foundation of the world. I preordained this thing to be before you was ever even thought. He's already got a plan. And look at this part. He said he already decided how it's going to be. He said he's the one that makes everything agree with what he decides and what he wants. And you know, he had to tell me that, right? He didn't have to tell Teresa that. She just said, okay, I'm going to go with it. He didn't have to tell Bree that. But he said, Kim, I, the one to decide. And I'm going to tell you how it's going to be. And this is how he, that's how he has to talk to me. I would tell you what my nickname was when I was a kid, but sometimes it's a little offensive. But I'm not that person anymore. So the same God that created us, he spoke the world into existence. Think about that. The same God. And guess what? That same power is in us. It's the same God. He brought chaos into order. We sing that song around here, but I tell you, in the last, whatever, month, two, trying to go through all, he said, I'll just bring it in order. I bring the chaos into order. That's what the song said, and that's what he did. Let me show you how. He said that even in the beginning, the world was formless. It was nothing. And then it says, oh, let me see. And it says that his strategy, I looked at it because I stopped right there, and I thought, let me think about what he just said. And I went back to Genesis, and I'm not even going to read it for you, but I'm going to tell you the fun fact I got from that. He said 11 times, he said, let it be. 11. Let there be. Kim, let it be. I, 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 I need this to go on in your life. Let it be. He said, let it be. And so when he started, he said, let it be. There was light. He said, let it be. There was, you can't hear me. These things are falling off. Yes, yes.
or he'll be like what my granddaughter said. She'll just stick her poke her eyes out if she has to see that. So he brought the light, and he said, let it be. And he, so he brought the sky, the water, the land, the sun, the moon, the fish, and then the animals, and then he brought us. But what I thought was so good about that when I was just running it down, it said, and then he said, it was so. Every time he just said, it was so. Not Kim, what you think? Pastor Joyce, how about you? What you? He didn't say none of that. He said, it was so. Then this is what he said at the end of it. He said, then it was good. And, and, and I just was sitting in my house. He said, do you see this? I got this, 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 and it is so, and it's good. And then in verse 31 of that same Genesis 1, he said, and it's very good. How about that? So I'm saying to you, it's very good. It's very good. You're very good. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what you've been through. I don't care what they're saying about you. Good Lord. <laughs> I don't care. But he said, it's good and it's very good. And everything was made indeed by God. So did you see yourself anywhere in there? All the way through six, there we was. He made you. Just like you are. May not look like me. You may like, we may do different things. Me and Bree did find out we had Italian in common. But she needed a lot of pasta. I said, look at her. I guess she can. But, you know, <laughs> eat your pasta. I ain't eating that. But, you know, it was just good. That was really good to find we had that in common. Completely different people. Old and young and all that. But she and I had so many things in common when we went through and we just laughed about it. So some of us feel formless. That's what God said. Talk to somebody today about this. Some people feel formless. Let me tell you what the definition of that is. It says that it's, you feel like you have no shape, no structure, lack of order, no purpose, no hope. Huh. You even think you was an accident. I'm here to declare and decree that the devil is a lie, that you're not an accident, that you have hope. We just heard it. That you have hope, that I don't care what it looks like, you got purpose. And even when the enemy is study beckering, that was the other thing we had to do, was cast down all of those thoughts. We praying, but we was casting them out of our own brain. Well, I was. Just let to tell you because I was busy. But see, God said it don't matter about any of that because he's the one that formed you. He's the one that made you. And I want you all to decree and declare this with me. I only got two declarations in the middle here. This one is. You were created with great skill and purpose. I want you to say with me, I was created with great skill and purpose. I was created with great skill and purpose and precision. That's the other thing. You got to think about a strategic God did it with precision. Mm -hmm. And what, what, what works for you? And he said, we're fearfully and we're wonderfully made. Some people, he told me, he said, there's some people here don't believe that. Some people that, you know, they hear the lie of the devil so much they don't think they are. But I'm looking, for, looking at a room of women that will come out on a Saturday morning. Y'all didn't come to hear us. Y'all didn't come to hear us. Y'all know it's a true and living God up in this place. And that's why you're here. And he's here to heal you everywhere you hurt. That's what he told me to tell you. And, then, and that when you leave out of here, you'll be proclaiming, I'm fearfully and I'm wonderfully made. I'm, that it's a strategic plan that God did. And the very thing that you just had fruit cross your mind, because I know you did, I'm just telling you because I heard it. God said you thought that's what disqualified you. Bathsheba thought that would disqualify her. That what you've been through, that thing that you would never tell nobody. 
You thought that's what was going to disqualify you. But it's going to be the very thing that God uses to set women free. But as long as we're hid, nobody's going to be free. You understand what I'm saying? But when God said that when he did it, everything that the enemy said would disqualify you, maybe lack of education, maybe you just don't have the right money, maybe you're on the right side of the tracks. I don't know if everybody understands that, but the right side of the tracks. Maybe you don't. But God said he's got a plan and a purpose for you. It was by God's preordained purpose, preordained, I keep coming back to that, and divine design, here come my next declaration, that you were brought into the world. So this next declaration is, I am God's divine design created to conquer. That's who we are. So I want you to say that to me, with me. I am God's divine design created to conquer. See, she didn't just come up with this theme. That's from laboring. That's from being in the presence of the Lord. He knows exactly what we need. And I'm here to tell you, I don't care what you look like. I don't care how long your hair is, how pretty your nails is, what you have, what you don't have. You're God's design, divine design. And you're created to conquer. And it don't matter what you feel like right now because guess what? It ain't even about you. We, just, we already established that. That's, it's God and it's God's plan. So I just thank him for that. And, and uh, I would used to go around and, <laughs> and give my testimony. You know, you know, you just think, you know, when, when I got saved and, you know, I just came running because, you know, I had these things going on in my house and this was that and this was that and this was that. And so, you know, I think all the way up until I sit down to write this in my mind, that's the way it worked. And God said um, he wanted to let me know that, it wasn't just, you know, I thought I came running because I felt distressed or whatever was happening in my life. But what, what he said was, he said that he was the one that gave us the distress signal. So in other words, we know that we came because he wooed us, but some of us came because we just thought, oh my God, there's some place to go and somebody could help me. But he said that he put that distress signal in you so that you will understand that when you cry out, there's nobody going to respond but God. He's the one that cried, responds to that cry. And guess what he did? He put that down in you. See, so, what, so let me just stop and read this. It says, it was God who brought the distress signal that made you cry out after him. God is not just responding to your cry, but he placed that cry deep inside of you. Ecclesiastics and everybody that goes to this church is going to be very familiar with this scripture. It says he put eternity in your heart. See, we just went through this, this teaching uh, and, and God showed us that he put eternity in your heart. What I'm saying is it caused you to cry out to him. And there's nothing ever going to uh, be able to satisfy you. He designed it that way. There's nothing, no kind of way going to satisfy you but him because what he did in Ecclesiastic 3 and 11 was put eternity in your heart. That means you're going to be crying out. It says the deep uh, cry to the deep. See, because what happens is our hearts feel void. We can't figure out what's going on and nothing really seems to satisfy. But when you get that relationship that Teresa was talking about, when you take the time to just love on Jesus and let him, somebody, I need to tell you this, let him love on you because you are good enough. Right where you are, right where you live, right in the mess. He says, I want you to let me do this because the deep is calling to the deep. See, he made it possible for you to even have a deep to cry out to. The deep is himself. 
God is not responding to you seeking him. He is put to seek in you. Now, I know somebody said, he says, seek first the kingdom. I got that. Because when I read it, I thought the same thing. But I'm telling you, God's saying today, he put a seek in you that you will come after him with everything that you got. That he don't want you to back up. You know, I, I had wrote that I missed that. Okay, I'm going to go ahead. And so things didn't just happen. Hear me what I'm saying. Things didn't just happen. You have to remember that he's working everything for your good, even after you have to go through some bad things. God is still working it, whether it's a good thing or it's a bad thing. He's working it after the counsel of his own will. Keeps coming back to that and that he has a plan, and this should really be liberating. You know, sometimes, like she said, we walk away from these things and we feel our condemned. We're here to liberate you today. We're here to show you that God just wants to set you free. I don't care where you are, where you're being, or what it looks like. That's all God is trying to do today. And he knows what he is doing. And he will bring uh, life out of you in the way that he sees fit. Many people won't even understand you. There's some people going through right now, and God is just using them. And, and other people are standing around going, well, who are they? And why are they up there? And why are they talking? And why is this? And why is that? I'm just saying God chose you. And sometimes we go through such, such hardships and we think, well, he couldn't use me because look what I'm going through. How could that be God? And sometimes when I, I, I sit and I listen to people that seem so successful, boy, when you hear their story, the things that have ha they've had to go through, maybe some on their because they did it, and some just because God is just shaping them and molding them and arranging them and rearranging them and getting them ready for the place that he calls us to be. But God is just trying to show us that he will put you wherever he wants you. We cannot listen to the yak, yak, yak. We cannot. We can't be caught up in uh, if they like me or they don't like me. I keep telling you it's not about us. And I'm going to say this, Mar. She said, say it again. And God showed me you when he showed me that. And he said, keep doing what you're doing. Love him. Stand with the man of God. Bring forth the word. And don't back up. Why? Because you're created to conquer. Been through a lot. I want y'all to turn around and look. Y'all would never leave. For real. When I said I ain't been through, I, I don't like what that's my girl. Dara's 28 years old. 28 years ago, huge pregnant. Walked, she walked in my life, I walked in hers. I've seen some things God has done. And even, I was just reading that, and God said, write this on the paper. And when you responded, he said, I heard it. Yeah. So he knows. He knows exactly what he's doing. He'll bring into your life who you need in your life. And women, he'll take out who don't need to be there. Okay, I've been married 36 years. Okay, it's been a long time. Ain't never been saved and single. So I ain't trying to put nothing out there. But I heard him say it. There's some men in your life. God said, go. Because were you holding it tight like that? He's waiting. He got, he got the person. 
And the other thing he said that is anyway is when a man, not when a woman finds, but when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing. That's for somebody in here. Hear me what I'm saying. So God said he's going to bring them in. And, and understand, people, sometimes it's for a season. Don't hang on them if they tell you it's time to go. Sometimes it's for a specific reason. And don't get rid of them before time either. Because we are iffy women. Well, yeah, say it right that time. Like, I can do better at bad by myself, you know. You know we do all that. I was thinking that when Teresa was talking, like, we got all that. We do. But we better be still. Get that relationship. Know he's God. Let him bring them in and let him put them out. That's men, women, children, whatever it is. Because he knows what he's doing. And I had wrote on here, Mara, let me free somebody. That's funny. Love you, though. I love you, though. Love you, though. Ooh, but you got to persevere against the odds. You got to experience some things in your life. You can't always just run when it looks hard because that may be the very purpose. You know, <laughs> you know that one that gets on your last nerve. Y'all stop it. You do know. Because, I mean, it flashed all over you. The one that, you know, you just try to love them. <laughs> you know, you just, you know, you like, God, I know you called me to them. And I'm going to tell you, I got a friend that she tells me. She said, because sometimes you get on my nerves. And you guess what? You know I don't call you for about two weeks. And she said, that's why I don't, because you get on my nerves sometimes. And, and, and she said, so we don't talk. And I said, and you know I don't call you for two weeks because you done got on my nerves. It's just the truth. But if we just settle down and understand that time, God is in it, it's just the truth, ladies. And, and the thing is, our relationship is like that. We can do that. Because when she said it, she first thought I was going to get offended. I busted out laughing. And, you know, in my quick... And yeah, and that's why I ain't call you in two weeks. <laughs> but I'm telling you, when we get together, such an awesome woman of God, I mean, can read me. That's why she get on my nerve like a book. But God, <laughs> just keep coming back to that. <laughs> keep coming back to that. He knows what he's doing. So even in those seasons when we go out of my life, that's what we do to each other. I ain't got to deal with you. Then we'll look up and God say, just... Do a call, not a text, because you don't always know people see the text. Sometimes God will tell you to call them, and it's that one you don't want to call. I didn't say text, emoji. I got some cute emojis. <laughs> it's just fun, boop, but then you don't got to say nothing to nobody. No. That's not what God's saying. He's freeing us up in here today. Call them up. And, you know, sometimes the reason, now y'all better. Sometimes the reason we don't like them is because it's a reflection. Something I see speaking back at me. God, I didn't even have that on my paper. Shut up. Gosh. Wow. Okay. Yeah, but that's what God says. But he loves us so much. And those ones that disgusting, that's what my grandson says. That broccoli's disgusting. He's five. So every time I hear that word now, it's disgusting. I'm like, whatever. What you know about disgusting? But that's what God is saying. The one that deserves it the least is the one that needs it the most. How I know? Because he sent somebody for me. 
why he called me to women? Because I know him. Why he tell me to embrace, modify, and identify, not just with a physical, but a spiritual and emotional level. Why? Because I've been through some things spiritually and emotionally and physically, that, you know, all of that. I think I wrote that 15 years ago. I went to peel it out and went, just was standing there looking at it. God said, just do what you do. Just love me and love God, love the people, and he's going to do what he does in our life. But we do have to go through some, through some things. Let me just tell you all that. Some insults. Sometimes you'll get insults. Look at this. I want to tell you real quick about two women. And, um, but because of the destiny or the purpose or the will, or whatever going on in their life, they went through. And, and I, I say this, I heard a preacher say, when you get tired of going through what you've been going through, go on through. It really is that simple. And how I know that? 17 times. Go on then, Kim. Stop just standing there. Like, why is that? Why it always got me? Why? We were talking about fasting. I said, I'm fasting from murmuring and complaining. Stop it. What am I complaining for if he's God? Let's settle that. I got one more declaration. Let's settle that. He's God all by himself. And he do whatever he want to do. Yeah, he will. He is going to anyway. We read that in the beginning. After his, according to his will, according to whatever he wants to do. So you're going to have to endure some insults, some threats, you know, some eyes. Because women are good at the eyes. My husband said, you don't have to open your mouth, your eyes. Say it up. No, they don't. That's what I say to him. But, you know. <laughs> He'd be like, whatever, <laughs> what he says to. So I'm, I'm, I want to just tell you about Hannah real quick. She went through some insults. You know, for just a little, quick little uh, thing about Hannah. She wanted a child. You know, her husband loved her. He gave her everything that she needed, but her desire was for a child. And he, he was like, well, well, I'm not good enough. That, this, I'm not enough. But when the desire, because, you know, when the purpose happens, nothing's going to stop. Remember, I said it's the only thing going to ever happen. But she didn't let the insults stop her from delivering a son. Thought she was drunk, out there babbling. Like, what's wrong with you? Have you ever babbled? <laughs> Have your mind ever been spinning so fast you don't even know you're babbling? Like, stop it. I'm just, I'm just saying. It is, <laughs> it is what it is. Phew. So, even the threat of death for Esther, y'all know the story, called for such a time as this. We always just say that part, called for such a time as this. <laughs> yeah, she was. But even as Teresa said, I just, that was an awesome piece. And in that day, you didn't just go up and see the king. Now I come in there like, uh, I, I'm here. <laughs> Everything supposed to stop, you know? <laughs> My husband, like, you, you look at, are you hearing me? Look right at me when I'm talking. I can hear you while I got to look at you because I want you to look at me. That's what we do now. But in that day, it wasn't. But Mordecai told her, don't think. Don't think that you're just going to be able to go on about your business. But you're called for such a time as this. So she, she had to make a decision. And this was the piece. I sit there and I was just thinking about it. And I realized I hadn't wrote it down. But God said, because it's right here in your heart. 
she didn't allow the safety of just, she was, a, she was an orphan and, and he was her uncle. And so that might have been hard in itself. But she could have stayed right there because she was beautiful. She was a virgin. She was pure and all that. But she allowed the purpose of God to prevail. When Mordecai told her she needed to go, she went. She made dinner. Y'all know the story. A couple of times, set it all up. But see, in that day, you couldn't move. Boom, until somebody said you could move. Let me tell you real quick about that. I'm on my last page. I'm right here. I remember when the Lord called me to preach, and my husband, man, you know, he came from the Baptist church. No offense, nobody. No offense, no offense. Um, and he said, it's only going to be one preacher in the web house. <laughs> and, you know, y'all know how meek and uh, submissive and willing I am. And I was just, you know, I just went on doing what I was doing, preaching on the street corner. You say boo, I say, right? It didn't matter where it was. Just went on and did what I did. And I went through a class, was a 18 months driving to Cincinnati, back and forth, and uh, just looking at the codependencies and the things in your life. And when I stepped into that class, I don't even know where that came from either, but when I stepped in that class, uh, the lady said, we're going to pray for everybody coming. And they prophesied to me, and the very first thing they said, you have not yet, and I always say the wrong word, but you know how they got to stick that thing out to you before you, you allow. So God said, go on back, do what you're doing. Don't say another word about it. I looked up. My husband's standing up in the church, and he goes, my wife, y'all know that, my wife is going to be preaching her sermon on November 11th, gosh, 80-somebody. I don't even know when it was. And I looked, and I, and I just looked, and I was, God said, that's why you ain't got to fight. You ain't got to push. You ain't got to pull. You ain't got to cuss them out. You ain't got to buy lottery tickets. <laughs> That's all right, Michelle. It was funny. It was funny. Why we act like we don't talk about it? When the big money comes, we talk about it. But I'm like, no, God, I ain't doing it. But anyway, I'm just saying to y'all. You know, I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But anyway, let me go back. Where I was at the threats of death, all of that. None of that. None of that. But all we have to do, women, is be submissive, submissive to the will of God. Love him right over there where she said in John just reading that you bide in me all you gotta do is stay in there I mean see yourself just snuggling up in there I hope I'm allowed to say this my husband he really wouldn't care it might make y'all feel a little weird but he really wouldn't care because he just loved me like that when he see me in a crazy frenzy way he go get over here up in this rocking chair in my lap <laughs> and sometime I wake up it'd be two hours later I'm not I'm not playing and he's like, just pull that down. I'm saying to you, that's the kind of God we got. That's what he wants to do in your life. And it took a sweet breeze. And I say that because she stood up there and said what she said. And most pastors wouldn't do that. But I believe it broke the ice. It, it, uh, give me that BYOB. Give me that again. She did big BYOB last night. I went. <laughs> I was like, I used to be my OB, but I can't bring it to the church. <laughs> stiff, you know, stiff. <laughs> and she said, bring your own breakthrough. It was all I could do to stay in the room. 
Bring your own breakthrough. Bring your own breakthrough. Bring your own breakthrough. Open your mouth and let some young girl, some young boy, some somebody. I got a 14-year-old girl in my school, had a baby. She was like, you don't know. You don't get it. I said, nine. Y'all do what y'all want to do with this. My child's 40. Look at she. How old are you? <laughs> what? But my mama didn't play. But I'm just saying, I came right back to her and said, yes, I do. Am I, am I waving banners and proud about that? She looked at me. I said, so get up because you really got to do something right now. We really need to get you this education. We're not playing. I'm just saying sometimes we don't want to. But that's sweet. That was just, it just blew me away. So anyway, Hannah endured the insults. Esther took the chance. I stood after they told me you not received it yet. 18 months later, just going on about my business, reading uh, P.B. Martin, liberated by submission. Reading them, getting in there, staying in the will of God. And here I am. Not, not uh, getting a turn, but in my time. For the purpose of God. For the women he knew would be sitting in here today. I'm telling you, y'all some bad man pajamas. Y'all know what that means? <laughs> 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 and I hope it still, I hope it just means, you know, you know. But because if you would walk in here, like I said, on a Friday night, a Saturday morning, hungry for the things of God, you bad to the bone. And when you walk out of this place, you're going to meet somebody in the grocery store. Somebody going to call your phone. And you're going to just let them know I walk in freedom and liberty. That thing that just been dragging and dragging and dragging, it's done. It's over. It's over. So we just, uh, I'm, she told me to tell you when it's about time. Come on. <laughs> she asked me to spot. I'm like, I don't know. Just come on up. <laughs> Bless God. The, the last lady I do want to talk about, I forgot I wrote her down, but I thought she was very interesting, was Mary Magdalene. Uh, seven demons couldn't stop her from the purpose of God. Seven couldn't stop her. He did it. He laid hands on her. The demons come out. She the one anointed him. And the, the, the fun thing that I seen is that she ran and gave the good news at the resurrection. You know, somebody that had seven demons. But God, <laughs> for real, though. Mm. So God hasn't placed you in your present position for your benefit. Okay, I said, okay. <laughs> for your benefit. But he's going to see your purpose through to the end. He's going to bring you hope. That's where we started. He's going to bring you. You can go ahead and play because I'm not good for real. Don't sit down. <laughs> he's going to bring you healing. I, I'm not like my husband. He closed five times. They already know that. They get pizzas and everything. <laughs> so they just, they just thought that that's what I was going to do. No, I'm, I'm done, for real. <laughs> he brings healing, forgiveness. I'm talking about a cleansing. When you sit in his presence and that stuff starts to come out of you, 
because you never even knew it was there. And you just like, you walking on air. I had to get up and go to the back last night. I just kept bumping, <laughs> like, like I was going to bump into the wall. He's just like, just get that out. I'm talking about last night. I'm talking about this morning. I'm talking about as I'm standing here talking to you. It is what it is. And he's doing what he does. But he said he wants to bring cleansing and he wants to bring deliverance. He says sin, hell, death, can't none of it stop the almighty God. He's going to come into your mess. <laughs> right in your mess. Because he chose you. Because he wants to see his purpose fulfilled. And he said, because you are a divine design created to conquer. Bless God.